1: It must be Zamzos growing in your yard, garden or barn You've got-
0: How's it going,
2: everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. I'm so excited to be in studio again today. It's been a beautiful week. Spring is here, and uh, there's a lot to do out in the lawn and garden, and uh, lots of stuff going on here in Boise. If you'd like to be a part of the show... I'd love to talk to you. Give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Real quick, I want to just start with uh, the Boise Flower and Garden Show is back here in Boise, and Zamzo's is there, and uh, we're really excited to be back at the Boise Flower and Garden Show. And I asked Joss Zamzo to give us a call from the show, so let's go ahead and talk to Joss. Hey, Joss, how's it going? How's how's the show going?
3: I'm, I, it's unbelievable. Uh, this, this show is fantastic this year. I am actually had to sneak off and hide into a storage <laughs> closet so that I can even hear you because there's live music and there's all kinds of stuff going on down here. It's something else.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you, you, you called me uh, yesterday after, uh, well I guess it was early morning or late morning, uh, just saying how the, the gloves were selling out and you guys needed another register. And hopefully all that stuff got figured out. Uh, but it sounds like this show's uh, rocking. People are excited that the Flower and Garden Show is back.
3: Well, I'll tell you what's interesting uh, for from our perspective is a couple of three years ago we had this show, but, but people were in a different mood. At that point, and there was a lot of uh, looking around or whatever. Uh, but but at this particular show, people are really excited about the offerings, and not just at Zamzos at all the booths. And yeah. and uh, and people are finding stuff they want to buy, and and they're they're buying it and carrying it around. Uh, yesterday afternoon, we had people leaving with four and five. House plants, yeah <laughs> and carrying them around yeah, we' got that's awesome. a great shipment with some unique stuff, so yeah that's so awesome are so excited
2: uh, tell us a little bit about the booth. What do we have you mentioned house plants what else uh, what else is uh, going on are you guys did we bring into the booth this year
3: yeah well we've got a a, a ton of gardening gloves, uh, some really unique uh, pottery of all different kinds. Uh, some indoor and outdoor pottery, as well as our tried and true products, uh, chicken soup for the soil on sale. That, that uh, and then uh, water audit kits and and the peneturf product that, yeah. that go along with my presentation this afternoon.
2: Absolutely, yeah. So that's a great segue. Then uh, today at one o'clock, you are teaching a, a seminar. Tell us about that.
3: Well, uh, this is this is something we spent the last two years really pushing hard. Right. Uh, helping people understand how to keep their grass green without wasting water. Right. And this year, more than any other, this is just a critical topic. And people, uh, you know, if you haven't heard uh, of the way that we're describing this, you're, there's a good probability you're watering improperly, wasting water. And, and we want to help people do it right. So this this seminar is just part of the show. Uh, you can come and look around and then at 1 o'clock uh, pop in and, and I'll tell everybody how they can how they can be doing it the right way for this season and, and it'll be great.
2: Yeah, it's awesome. Actually, I was just remembering, uh, two years ago when the show got canceled, I think we were, we were trying to do the, almost the same topic. I think if I recall correctly, mm-hmm. we, we've been trying yeah. to, and I think we've done a really good job. We've been talking about it a lot, uh, over the last few years. And then, uh, tomorrow, I believe Chris Owings is teaching a, a class at one o'clock. Yep.
3: Yep. Uh, salsa gardening. So, so peppers, <laughs> onions, and tomatoes. Uh, you know, how to do that and, and some kind of the, the family tricks on, on how we do that. So if you're thinking about doing that, it's not time yet.
1: So it's a yeah. perfect
3: time to attend a class, take notes, and, and make your prep for, for – uh, closer to the end of April, 1st of May, when we actually plant those things. Right. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun
2: and uh, the show is rocking. So remember to uh, stop by ZAMZO's on your way to the Boise Flower and Garden Show. Pick up your discount coupon tickets and uh, then go have fun. Say hi to Joss over at the ZAMZO's booth. Thanks a lot for (laughs) calling, Joss. I really appreciate it, man. You bet! Thanks for
3: having me
2: on. Yeah, you're awesome. Have fun, and uh, it sounds like uh, the Flower and Garden Show has just been rocking so far uh, this year, which is uh, just tremendous. To to you know, I think I think we were always kind of just a little uh, a little worried that you know the the show m- might not. Uh, really take off. You know, after two years, you never know what's going to happen if people remember it. But it sounds like uh, people have been missing the Boise Flower and Garden Show when they showed up, which is tremendous. And like I said, remember, if you're going to the Flower and Garden Show either today or tomorrow, be sure to stop by your Zamzos, grab your free discount coupon tickets. Uh, well, they're not really tickets, they're just coupons. So $2 off your entry into the Flower and Garden Show. So be sure there's probably a Zamzos on the way to the Flower and Garden Show Pretty much from wherever you are, so be sure to grab those on your way in and uh, go down to the Flower and Garden Show. Have a fun time. There's a uh, it's got a lot of lot of stuff to do, which is really great. We were I I went over there on uh, Thursday and saw the booth, and it looks just it, it they they did a tremendous job. I believe uh, Sharon, uh, the manager at our Eagle location, and uh, a gal named I believe Ginger, who I don't know personally. Uh, we're setting up and, and doing a lot of work, and it looked just uh, absolutely amazing. They did a tremendous job uh, setting it up with lots of house plants, and there's just just in a little bit, I got to see uh, so many cool things. You know, if you've never been to the Flower and Garden Show, it's certainly worth uh, heading down there because there's a lot of fun things. Right next to the Zamzos booth was a cool uh, orchid vendor had tons of orchids, and it was just um, orchids are fascinating plants, but. Um, really, really cool stuff. So hope you get a chance to go check that out. Uh, A couple other things going on at Zamzo's. We had our lawn care college, probably just about finishing up at all the Zamzo's locations, but we do have a few more uh, classes scheduled for April. We're going to do something new, something we haven't done before, or at least in a really long time. We're going to do a container gardening uh, class, which is going to show you how you can plant your own beautiful flower basket. It's going to be well-timed just before Mother's Day. You can plant something up for mom. Uh, and then after that, we'll have our uh, tomatoes and pepper class. So kind of the same thing Chris is teaching that salsa garden, but it'll be a little more geared towards like tomatoes and peppers and then kind of all the other stuff that you can plant in the garden. Um, that will Those will be coming up later in April. We'll have more information as we get a little bit closer to that. So keep looking out for those. We'll also have a workshop for the container gardening class. So that one will actually be a paid class. You'll get to actually pot up. Uh, you'll have an instructor. They'll show you that's going to be a paid class. We're only going to do that at a couple locations. So we will have more information on that as we get closer. Uh, but today we got plenty of stuff to talk about. There's lots going on in the lawn and garden uh, this last week. It's been been just beautiful weather. We had some really nice, uh, you know, we got a little bit of rain. We got a little bit of sunshine and it's just been really great. I know uh, my dog has been whining to go outside all the time. So you can uh, tell that it's just, it's really nice. She just wants to be outside, which is kind of nice because I want to be outside too. So if you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. We've had some great callers over the last few weeks, and uh, I always appreciate the calls. I love talking to you folks. And uh, if you have any questions or anything you're seeing out in the lawn and garden or have questions about planting things or getting stuff ready, I'd love to talk to you. Give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. We're going to go to a quick break, and we will be back for part
0: two. James O's Garden Show, KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI.
3: Hi, this is Josh Zamzo inviting you to the 25th annual Boise Flower and Garden Show this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, March 25th through the 27th at Boise Center. We're back after a two-year absence with everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. And Zamzo's will be there with some of our most popular biologically correct products. And this Saturday at 1pm, I'll be there teaching an important class on water-wise lawn care. With the massive water shortage last year and the pending drought this year, we need to do everything we can to not waste water. Zamzo's new water auto kit along with our revolutionary lawn foods and Humagreen can help you use less water and still have a healthy green lawn. But if you water a lawn, even if it's with a well or irrigation water, please attend my class at the Boise Flower and Garden Show this Saturday at 1 p.m. Oh, and stop by any Zamzos for your free coupon, good for $2 off the price of admission. Show hours are Friday and Saturday, 10 to 6, and Sunday, 11 to 4. Then we'll see you at the 25th Annual Boise Flower and
0: Garden Show this Friday through Sunday at Boise Center. The Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays from 1 to 3 on 670 KBOI. All right, we are
2: back for part two of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. And uh, if you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. There's lots of stuff going on in the lawn and garden. There's a lot of stuff going on just in Boise in general. we got the Boise and Flower and Garden Show is back, and it sounds like uh, people are really turning out for it, which is just awesome to hear. Uh, if you'd like to be a part of the show, I'd love to talk to you. Give me a call, 208-336-3700. Or one eight hundred five two kboi O I. All right, so this is a one I kind of I look forward to announcing this every year um, because it's probably one of my favorite things to grow out in the garden. Um, and they were a little late this year, which is unfortunate, but it's just kind of how it goes. But uh, potatoes. Are back in stock at all 13 Zamzos. That's right, everybody. Potatoes are in. They came in late last week. They got them out to all stores this week. Um, and uh, I just, I'm excited. I got to buy you. And the thing with potatoes is, you got to get in there early. So one, they're they're there. They are at the locations now. So if you want to grow potatoes, you better head into Zamzos today and pick them up because they go fast, especially like your Reds and your Yukons. They seem to go a lot faster than the the Russets, uh, but they're available at all 13 stores, so be sure to head out. So let's talk a little bit about potatoes, or like as I like to refer to them as, pre-fries. They are almost French fries. They're not quite yet. I mean, they could be, but they'd be, uh, you know, you can, if you wait just a little bit longer, it's like the perfect uh, testament to, you know, Think waiting for something good to come, right? You get one potato and you turn it into many potatoes, which means you get so much, so many more French fries. Um, and actually, maybe we'll talk about this is a good. We'll talk about some of the things I've learned about making homemade French fries because I. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll stop gushing if you don't know already potato French fries are one of my most favorite foods. Um, but let's talk about potatoes a little bit. So we do have the kind of the three varieties we've been getting in for the last, uh, you know, I think forever, uh, we've got your red Pontiacs, we've got your Yukon golds, and we've got your Russets, your Burbank Russet potatoes. Um, Supposedly, we have some other varieties that I'm not really sure about, but we got some that are packaged as well. Typically, we just get the big uh, big bags of bulk potatoes, seed potatoes. Um, but this year, I haven't actually been able to find them yet. But some, Joss actually had mentioned he'd seen some that were packaged. Um, so I don't know if those are different varieties, but if you're out at the store, you might look for some of those. There might be some different varieties if you're looking for like some fingerlings or some purples. Uh, we might have some of those, but I'm not 100% sure about that. Um, here's the big thing with potatoes is you have to purchase certified seed potatoes. It is um, similar to garlic uh, for you to plant potatoes in Idaho. They have to be certified. They have to be grown in Idaho. So the potatoes that we grow here are from here. Um, it's very important that we only use certified potatoes uh, our certified seed potatoes. Um, the reasons are potatoes out of the state from other places, from the grocery store, all those things, those aren't, uh, you know, they can introduce diseases, uh, that are devastating to uh, what is a very important crop for Idaho. So you have to purchase certified seed potatoes. If you want to plant them, don't go buying stuff from the grocery store and plant it. That's not okay. It puts our farmers at risk. Okay. So, Make sure they're certified. That's what we have at ZAMZO's. The potatoes we get are from here. They are grown in Idaho, for us to grow in Idaho. Okay, so getting down to it, potatoes are so easy. Such an easy th- thing to get planted. Um, you, you know, I think uh, we can put a lot more into it than we really than it really needs to be. Um, but they are they are super easy. And now is a great time to plant. We've had some nice weather. Um, not, not a lot of, uh, rain so we can, we're no, we not, won't have to worry about too much rot, but really all what you're going to do with your potatoes, you're going to pick out your varieties, um, whichever ones you want. I pref- I kind of like to get a mix. Um, I know like your Pontiacs and your Yukons are, um, they're like a stiffer f- flesh, right? So they're more, they're not really like a baked potato kind of potato. They're more like you would chop them up uh, you know, throw them in a salad, throw them in, you know, potato salad, uh, you know, do lots of other things. They both would still make really good French fries. Uh, but, uh, that's kind of more what you're going to use with your Yukons. Uh, your russet is going to be like your, what you would get if you like a a baked potato. So, you know, you want that nice fluffy interior and the other ones have a nice fluffy interior as well. Um, but there, that's kind of your classic baked potato. Um, but really any of them works for just about anything. Just some are a little bit better than others. Your russets will tend to get a a larger potato. If you give them more time, your Yukons and your Pontiacs tend to be a little bit on the uh, smaller size, uh, when it comes to the finished, uh, potato. So uh, pick out your varieties, get a couple different ones. Uh, you know, they're all going to have a slightly different uh, date to harvest time. So you want to make sure you group them, plant them together. Don't go, you know, like if you get russets and Pontiacs, don't plant them all in the same row because they're going to have different times where they're going to be re- ready uh, throughout the season. So plant them together. And to plant them, uh, what you want to do is you want to make sure you dig a hole that's deeper than what you kind of expect. I like to go down about 12 inches, uh, which is a pretty good size hole. Um, you can also do it in a trench, do a 12 inch trench, uh, going uh, whichever direction you want. Doesn't really matter. Usually, uh, you know, you would usually want to go like north, south, right? Uh, or no, excuse me, east, west. That way you get good sunlight throughout the entire day. Um, go down, dig dig that trench pretty low. And if you've got a smaller seed potato, um, you can actually just plant the whole potato. You don't have to do any cutting if it's smaller. Uh, just go ahead and plant the whole thing because you'll still get, you'll have, you know, a good amount of eyes on that whole potato. And when you do it, when you just plant the entire potato, you actually reduce tons of your risk for rot and other problems that can arise because it's still got lots of that skin on it and it's not going to be. Uh, really struggling with a lot of things. So smaller seed potatoes, pick out the smaller ones and uh, plant that. The size of the potato has no bearing on how big the plant's going to be. Um, you can start from something really small. For your bigger potatoes, I do. I will cut them up, um, but I won't cut them up more than a, a quarter, um, and sometimes even less than that. Even if you do half, you know, just cut it in half. Um, that can be enough. But at most, I'll quarter them. So I'll cut them four times, lengthwise and down the middle. Um, You don't want to have a lot of cuts on there because the more surface area you expose, more of that flesh that you expose, that's more area that can rot. It can, uh, you know, not, it just causes, it can cause problems. Um, If you are going to cut them, do it the night before. Uh, so you're you're going to cut your potato the night before you're going to plant. You want to give it some time because that, that time from when you cut it to when you plant it, that flesh will actually form a nice callus over it. And that's going to help protect it from any kind of rot or issues that might arise uh, from too much moisture or what have you. So if you're going to cut them, do it the night before. If you're not going to cut them, just go to town, start planting. And the reason you want to dig that trench really deep is because when you plant your potato, if you cut them, you're going to plant it cut side down. So the eyes are going to be facing back up towards you, which sounds a little creepy. Uh, but uh, otherwise, you're going to just plant it so the cut side's down. And then when you bury it, you're just going to barely cover it. Just a little bit of soil over the top is all you need. And you don't want to bury it all the way right away. So just barely cover it, and you're going to wait. Come back every couple of days. It's going to start growing. Um, if you want to feed it, uh, initially you can, you can put some, uh, Dr. Jim's chicken soup for the soil down with it. You can use some of your granulated fertilizers. If you want to use tomato boom or something like our Nutri-Rich, any one of those are, are good. Just make sure that the fertilizer, those granular fertilizers aren't touching the potato. So you might bury it a little bit deeper, um, or you can water it in after you've covered it. Uh, with the chicken soup for the soil. Uh, and then just come back. As soon as you start to see some leaves popping up through that soil, means those those eyes are starting to grow. You get those leaves. They just start to push that soil up. As soon as you see those leaves, put a little bit more soil. Bury the leaves that are there. And then let it grow back up a little bit more. And then tell you're going to keep doing that. Every time those leaves pop out of the soil, you're going to put more soil over the top of it until by the end, you've got a nice mound. So you're going about 12 inches deep. You're going to be going up about another six to eight inches above the soil line. So what that does is all those places where those leaves have come up and been buried, those those stems will actually grow roots out of that. And you get more surface area in a smaller space With roots and the roots that come off the main plant, those are where the potatoes start to grow. So you keep burying it up and you've got all this area, this, you know, 18 inches or so of soil that's growing, pushing roots out and it's going to be growing potatoes all over the place. The other thing with them, potatoes is they are heavy feeders. They do like to eat a lot of food, so you want to feed them on a regular basis. That initial fertilizing is going to really help them get going. But then once they really start growing, you want to feed them about every three or four weeks or so. You could probably even feed them a little bit more than that. They're not going to be too worried about it or upset if they get extra food. Um, Just make sure you're using those organic, those natural-based foods Uh, because you don't want to make them grow too fast you want them to grow nice and leisurely and doing their own thing but they will want to be consistently eating uh and that's uh that's about it for getting the potatoes in the ground there's a few other things we'll talk about but we are up against a break so we will do that if you want to be a part of the show give me a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY this is the Zamzo's Garden Show we'll be right back
0: The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI.
1: Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and Tim Wilson of Boise is one of many Treasure Valley homeowners to raise backyard chickens. We
0: have about
3: eight laying hens and a rooster.
1: At first, Tim was feeding another brand of chicken feed, but was not getting many eggs.
3: We used a competitor's brand, and we would get one egg every other day. So
1: this winter, he switched to Zamzo's locally made feed.
3: Since we've switched to the Zamzos, I've been getting four eggs a day during the winter, which never had that happen before.
1: That's four times as many eggs.
3: Yeah, four times as many.
1: what about the cost of Zamzo's feed versus the other brand?
3: Price is really comparable, it's not that much different.
1: And most importantly, how do the chickens like it? Oh,
3: well, they love it. I'm having to fill the feeder constantly.
1: Tim also uses Zamzo's biologically correct lawn food on his turf grass.
3: I do use the lawn care also because I know it's better for my chickens.
1: So if you're raising backyard chickens, do what Tim Wilson of Boise did and make the switch to Zamzo's.
3: We appreciate the store, we shop there a
1: lot. 13 stores to serve you, including CUNA on Main Street across from the park.
0: Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are our news talk on
2: All right, we are back for part three of the Zamsos Garden Show. I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. And if you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. You can give me a call at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. During the break, we got a call from Paul in Boise. So let's go ahead and talk to Paul. How's it going? How can I help you today?
4: Oh, it's going well. Good morning. Good morning. say, uh, uh, not plants per se, but uh, I have two, sometimes three cats who love to hang out in the backyard. And... When they hang out, they use the yard as their toilet. Mm. Are there products or procedures uh, that I could use yes. to discourage their yes, attendance? <laughs> yes, there are.
2: Yes, there are. Yeah, so there's a couple of things. Um, probably what I would say is your best bet is a product we have called ShakeAway. Um, it, is, um, it sounds kind of gross, but it actually uses coyote and fox urine. And um, I don't know how they get them to pee in the bottle, but they they do. Uh, I don't actually I don't know if that's how it works, but they use uh, so they use that coyote and fox urine. And actually, you can just put it in the like the corners, you know, a couple of different spots around your backyard, and it's a great deterrent for cats because when they smell another predator in the area, they usually hot foot it on out of there. They don't want to stick around. So Excellent. that's probably my, that's my best solution. Now it's always tough with cats cause you know, it could be somebody nearby. So it's tough to say, you know, you go right to a trap. Um, but I would go with that shake away first. There's a couple. And the thing with cats too is sometimes they start to get wise to some of those smell deterrents, but they can really work. So you might even try switching it up a little bit. You know, if you're finding something that works, use it a couple times and then try a different one. Uh, that's using something a little bit different and you can kind of keep rope a them, keep them, keep them on the ropes yeah. and, and keeping them out of the, out of the backyard. But those are the, really the best ways to go. I think.
0: Excellent. Sounds good. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, you bet. Good luck with that. Um, and, uh, hopefully they, uh, hopefully that one works. So, all right. Hey, if you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. We're talking about potatoes or as I like to call them pre fries, uh because that's what they end up being at my house. Give me a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOY. So, getting back to some potato talk. Uh talk about some of the the problems. The nice this is one of the other great things about potatoes. You know, typically we don't have uh, a lot of problems with potatoes uh, you know there's not a lot of bugs or disease that really get into them um and that's because it's so heavily protected here in idaho it's an important crop, so they do a lot of good work that's why we you have to have those certified potatoes so the few things that you can deal with uh are rot uh the potato that you plant can start to rot out i've had that happen to me in the past typically it's because There's too much water, so don't overwater your potatoes. Um, They want to have a, 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 a wet soil, but they don't want it to be constantly waterlogged and soaked. They don't want to be sitting in water. So water them sparingly. Get some good organic material. You can even put some huma green in there when you plant it. Those things will really help hold on to that moisture without waterlogging the potatoes. And that will prevent a lot of your, pretty much eliminate your your chances of rot. There is a beetle that can get into them. Doesn't seem to be something I've really seen a lot of, but it is out there. And there are some really good organic ways to get rid of that. We've talked about a lot of them our last call neem oil, uh, the, uh, bug and slug control, all those things will really work well on keeping the potato beetles out of your, uh, your garden. So super easy, not a lot of issues, which is great. And you get French fries at the end. Let's go to Aaron in Meridian. Aaron, how's it going? How can I help you today?
4: Hey, so I have a question about my lawn. Uh, last summer I moved into a new house where they just rolled the sod right over all the weeds in the um the lot. Mm, yeah. And I've I've tried seven different different poisons on um, getting rid of it. Nothing has worked. Hmm. Um, I was reading online about overseeding and then putting thrive on it. Mm-hmm. Is that is that something that you would uh, recommend? Um, well, it choke it out.
2: Yeah, I mean the best competition for weeds in a lawn is a really healthy grass. Um, so the mo, you know, the more you can do to, uh, thicken the grass up, get more grass there and get it growing really well, you'll actually outcompete a lot of those weeds. And also remember, weeds are uh, opportunistic. So, and they tend to grow where, uh, places that uh, the grass doesn't want to grow. So if the grass isn't growing as well, getting more fertilizer, feeding more, will actually help contribute to that. Out. Have you identified what weeds you're dealing with? Because some there's some of them that are really tricky, and there's um you know you've tried to It sounds like you've tried a couple different ones, but do you know which weeds you're dealing with?
4: Uh, it's mostly the broadleaf weeds that, we've seen that we seem to be having the
1: biggest problem with.
2: Yeah do you know is is there a specific one or does it seem like there's multiple that you're kind of having a hard time with uh, multiple okay so what i would do aaron is um at, so absolutely doing your reseeding and in putting thrive down feeding it regularly watering properly all those things are really going to help if you when you start to see some weeds popping up this spring if they're not already there but at, if they do start to show up again bring those weeds into Zamzos, grab some samples of them. And if you haven't done this, I apologize if you already have, but bring them into the store. And so we can identify them because there are a couple of things that are really persnickety uh, that can be really tricky. And there are actually a couple of different ways. For instance, like, well, I will bring this one up bindweed, absolute worst pro- weed out there. It's, it's, I hate it. It's I, I constantly struggling with bindweed, um, but things like mallow uh, thistles, Um, You know, usually a dandelion is pretty easy to to mess with, uh, but some of those others can actually have a couple of other tricks that we might be able to help you out with. So bring those samples in so we can identify them and uh, make sure we're getting the right product in your hands.
4: All right. And I just have one quick follow-up question. Yeah. How soon after uh, receiving can I put Thrive on?
2: You can boo at the same time. There's a thrives, not going to bother that seed one bit. It actually, it nice thing about when you get that thrive on there, uh, as those seeds just start to germinate just a little bit, it's the thrive is just the perfect amount of fertilizer. It's not going to overdo them. Uh, it's not going to burn them. Um, so yeah, you can just water them in with
0: that thrive. Awesome.
2: Thank you. Yeah, you bet. And another one quick tip I'll give you, too, if you're putting that down, uh, get a little bit of Humigreen on top of it as well. Humigreen's like my favorite seed cover. Um, You apply the Humigreen down over the top, and you can even go with the Thrive on top of that, and uh, look out. It's going to go gangbusters.
0: Well, that's what I want.
2: Alrighty. Thanks for the call, Aaron. Appreciate it. Good luck with the lawn this year. Weeds are the worst. Um, It seems like Uh, it sure would be nice if we could get rid of them all together, but you know, then we would have a whole bunch of plants that, uh, have gone extinct (laughs) and maybe that would be, wouldn't be such a bad thing. Who knows? Okay. If you'd like to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. Uh, we've had some great calls today, so, uh, let's keep that going. Give me a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. All right. So we've been talking about potatoes because it's one of my favorite subjects to talk about. Here on the zamzo 's garden show, I always uh, am looking forward to the the day when the potatoes arrive in the warehouse and they get out to the stores um, so we talked about uh, you got to have certified potatoes you 've uh, certified seed potatoes, um, how to plant them how to feed them uh, let 's talk about uh, harvesting sometimes it 's kind of hard to know when uh, when you start to harvest when I was a younger man, uh, well, I guess it still, uh, it rings true, but my family, uh, some of my family members down in southern Oregon, uh, grow potatoes, uh, have grown potatoes for a living down there in Oregon, not in Idaho. It's where I'm from. It's where my family's from. So don't, don't hate. Uh, but they grow a lot of potatoes down there as well. And, uh, what they would tell me is that when you want to, you, you're going to look, when you're going to start looking to harvest is when the, the plant starts to kind of, Uh, It starts kind of, it doesn't keep growing up. It's not going to grow up. It's going to start, what they would say is in their rows, they plant them about, oh, about 10 to 12 inches apart. Once the plants are starting to grow over the rows so that they're touching in the middle, that's when they know you're about time to start harvesting. You can also do like a side harvest where you can actually just go to the side of your row, dig down in there, try to find some potatoes, see how big they are. You can just kind of visualize that. Um, if you find one, it's like a, it's kind of like finding a gold nugget. Uh, except it's a potato, but, you know, that'll give you an idea how big the potatoes are getting. uh, And, uh, you know, you can just go clean that one off and cook it up because they're fine as as they are, even if they're a little bit younger. But if they're still in the small size, keep feeding them, let them go. The plant will start to look kind of, I would say, like, tired it starts to look like it's kind of getting towards the end of its life uh you know it starts to brown out a little bit it starts to kind of get a little droopy that's kind of when you know that the potatoes are about done they're kind of getting finished up for the year and uh and it's time to harvest so uh looks like we are right at about time for a break so we're going to come back we got a, a few other things to talk about and uh i'll even i'll share my uh how i get my homemade french fries going uh Maybe it'll help you out. We'll talk about it here in just a moment on the Zamzo's
0: Garden Show on KBOI. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Hi, this is
3: Joss Samzo. Now, are you tired of looking at a yellow lawn and ready to see some green out your window? Well, why not wake your lawn up early with Samzo's Lawn Food? We realize applying Samzo's biologically correct lawn food early won't raise the soil temperature nor the outside temperature. But applying Samzo's Lawn Food now will make sure that the moment the sun comes out and the soil and outdoor temperatures do start to rise, your lawn will start to grow and turn green weeks before your neighbor's does. You see, Dad wanted to invent the world's best lawn food, so he tinkered with the ingredients and tested it over and over until he found the right combination of ingredients that worked well in all types of Treasure Valley soils. Dad called this formula Zamzo's Lawn Food, and it's the same food you can buy right now, one bag at a time, or as part of our annual lawn program. So if you want a healthy green lawn instead of a yellow one, wake your lawn up early with Zamzo's Biologically Correct Lawn Food. 13 stores to serve you, including CUNA on Main Street across from the park.
1: Nobody knows like Zamzo's.
0: News talk doesn't have to be boring. Weekday mornings at 5, it's Casper and Chris on 670-KBOI. All right,
2: we are back for part four of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. And if you'd like to be a part of the show, we can certainly try to get a few more calls in today. You can do that at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Here in just a moment, I am going to tell you, share with you some of my tricks and tips to making really good homemade french fries. Uh, but first, it looks like we got Doug on the line. Let's go to Doug. How's it going, Doug? How can we help you today?
4: How can I um, match that one? What, what do you call that where it's uh, you talk about something else? Um, for french fries, a good way to do it. Just cook them in an air fryer.
0: There you go.
2: That's a good, that is a good, uh, I got an air fryer this last year. It actually stopped working, actually. Well, it's part of my Instant Pot. But yes, oh, the air fryer is okay. a good way. I got a couple of other things, though, for those homemade French fries uh, that okay. we'll, I'll get um, into. Yeah.
4: And the other, um, the gentleman was wondering, you know, you are going to mention about the goat heads. And I remember you talking about if you water them, they'll die. Yeah. Kind of weird. It is weird, yeah. They don't uh they don't like to they don't
2: like water and they don't like competition, I think. You know, they just uh they just they like be by themselves for some reason. But I, it's good for us. So.
4: <laughs> yeah. so the other way to get rid of all those and the bind weeds is bring your tractor um in with a big scoop and to take <laughs> out a layer of your dirt. There you, you go.
2: This is a a major renovation. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That, would, that would be another one to get. Yeah, you have to get a couple inches, a good, a good couple inches of soil down and then get all brand-new soil.
4: And I, I have compliments that you're, you come from Oregon. No problem. It's not from California. It's from Oregon. That, that's a good thing. Well,
2: they're from southern Oregon. They're we, we, almost California.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's still Oregon. Yeah. We appreciate your, your program.
2: Appreciate that, Doug. Thank you very much. Thanks for the call today. Appreciate it. All the calls. Uh always very appreciated. All right. So here's my here are my uh here's here's what I've been working on homemade French fries. Because, you know, you get a lot, you buy the bags, and you know, they're always they're always pretty good. You buy the frozen stuff, it's totally fine. But every now and then you gotta go, you gotta just fancy it up a little bit. So here's my biggest thing that I found when you're chopping up your potatoes to make your your homemade fries. I always leave the skin on. No need to take that off. Uh, but try to be as consistent as you can with your with your your sizes. Um, I like, uh, when I make a homemade fry, I like to be on a, a little bit, you know, a pretty good, I don't know, maybe like a quarter of an inch thick, kind of all the way around. But be consistent. That's a major one. You don't want them to be uh, getting finished when you're cooking them at different times. So be consistent. Now, once you get them all chopped up, you're going to get a big pot, you're going to fill it up with cold water and you're going to put a fair amount of salt in that water. You can use uh, fine sea salt or kosher salt, you know, whatever kind of salt you have. I don't use a lot of iodized salt anymore, um, but get, get a fair amount of salt in that water, mix it up real good. So you've got, you know, it's, 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 it's diffused into the water and put your chopped up potatoes into that cold water and uh, make sure they're all covered in the water. And then put that in the the fridge for at least an hour. The longer you can go, if you can go overnight, that's even better. But if you don't, if time is of the essence, at least an hour is how long you want to leave them in that cold water. And that salt kind of gets into the potatoes and it diffuses and it does lots of cool things. And uh, you end up with a, a really—it's almost like the, the the French fries at that point get real stiff. Then once you're ready to start cooking uh lay them all out on a tray um, with a towel underneath them. You want to dry them off really well. You have a towel underneath them, uh, drain all the water out in the sink, pour those guys out onto that towel and then and, and and get them real nice and dry. And then what I do is I'm going to, I'll have the oven going. I like to you know get the oven roaring about 450 get them in that tray. If you can elevate them off the bottom of the tray, that's even better. If you can't, that's not too not the worst. Uh, but put them in the tray in there for about 15 minutes. And while they're cooking in the oven, you just get a little bit of oil in a pan, get that oil up to about 3, 325, 350. And once you've had the potatoes in the oven for about 15 minutes, you're going to warm them up. And it's going to help evaporate a lot of the moisture out of them. And then Take the potatoes out, and then in batches, fry them up until they're nice and crispy. Get them back on there. Little bit of kosher salt over the top of them, and get something. I like to use a coarse salt to finish them off. And uh, ooh, man, they turn out real good. They're so good, it's super easy. French fries are the best. All right, let's go to Jean in Boise. Jean, how's it going? How can I help you?
3: Well, thank you. Just fine on a beautiful day. I have a question on when to plant grass seed.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, so grass seed, um. Typically, I like to, I mean, we're right at about the time. This is a little bit, still a little bit earlier than when I like to apply grass or put new grass seed on. I usually like to do it in uh, about mid-April. You can do it now. The problem with doing it now is we still have a lot of chances of a hard frost. And if you get new those new seedlings coming up and there's a hard frost, it can kill a lot of them, if not all of them. So if you're going to plant them early, make sure you've got like a little bit of organic material out there, some sort of compost that can help hold on to some heat and, and that moisture. Um, and that'll kind of help warm them up just a little bit so that they don't really, they, it kind of battles that frost, but I like to go a little bit later because, um, most of your grass seeds going to take about, uh, 14 days or so to germinate right around now doing, going mid April, 14 days, put you just at, uh, our last frost and you should be okay by then. So I like to wait just a little bit, but you cer- you certainly can do it now. You just got to give it a little bit more little more care.
1: Okay, and then one more question if
3: you have time. Absolutely. Uh when planting a new tree, is that also the end of April?
2: Um no, actually you can plant a tree uh anytime you want. Um there's really not a restriction. I mean, I wouldn't do it in the summer. <laughs> uh, summer is oh, kind of, right. yeah, the worst part. To, it's the worst time. But I always say if you can dig a hole, you can plant a tree. Um, it's not that you can't do it in summer. It just makes it a lot harder to get it through the hottest sure. part of the year through transplant. But you can absolutely plant a tree right now, no problem at all. I'd go ahead and get it in there.
4: Oh, great. Hey.
3: Appreciate your show. Thank you. Have a great
2: weekend. Yeah, thank you very much, Gene. I appreciate that a lot. Um, And uh, good luck with the tree planting and the grass seed this year. Um, We're close, so I'm not going to get into too much more today, but hopefully hopefully you give those potatoes, uh, those french fries, a try uh, because uh, they end up really good that way. Uh, I actually just made them last weekend doing that. Uh, That's what I've been working on. Uh, over the last, you know, number of years when I make French fries, that's how I do it now. And it it's working out pretty good. There's a plenty of stuff we can also get planted out in the lawn and garden or out in the garden today, this weekend. So if you haven't gotten your onions, your carrots, your cauliflower, some broccoli, spinach, radishes, get all that stuff planted. Now's the time you can definitely get all that stuff in the ground. Uh, they'll handle a frost if we get a little bit. So not to worry. And we are about out of time. Thanks for all the calls today, everyone. Hope you get a chance to head over to the Boise Flower and Garden Show, and we will talk to you next week here in the Zamzos Garden Show on KBOY.
0: Hi,
3: this is Josh Zamzo, and if you're planting a new lawn or reseeding your current one, Zamzos can save you a lot of money over the cost of sod and give you a much better lawn that you can be enjoying in as little as six weeks. The secret is picking the right seed, preparing the soil, and then properly planting and watering your new lawn to keep it strong and healthy. And at Zamzos, we've been helping people grow beautiful lawns for almost 90 years, and over time we've developed our own line of grass seed that grows perfectly in our area, with different varieties for every need. For example, in high traffic areas, Zamzos Play Yard Mix may be exactly what you need. Our Shady Yard Mix grows well in areas with limited light. And especially important with the pending water shortage, Zamzos Heat and drought tolerant blend does better with less water. But hands down, the best blend for our area is Zamzo's Custom Lawn Mix. So come to Zamzo's and help us determine what seed is best for you, how much you'll need, and how and when to plant it for
4: best results.
1: Nobody knows like